Millennial couple, Brooke and Rom share their DVC and Disney vacation experiences as a seasoned pro and Disney loving newbie. You're listening to the Magic Made in China podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to episode 16 of the Magic Made in China podcast. In this week's episode, we give an update on Disney Plus. Yes, and before we dive in, we're going to do a quick update on our podcast schedule. So, yeah. for our listeners, we have been launching every Friday ish,、um, yeah. <laughs> but we are switching to launching every Monday starting this week. So, we'll be launching this Disney Plus episode on Monday, August twenty second.、Um, we are going to wrap up season one on Monday, September twelfth. So, we have four more episodes in season one. We're going to head down to Walt Disney World and do.、Yeah. About a ten day trip down there, and then give ourselves about a two week break,、yeah. and then we'll be back on October third with season two, two which will、yeah. be starting with episodes off from our trip. So,、yep. doing things like savor the savannah tour, doing more restaurant reviews, staying at Animal Kingdom. Yes, yeah. So more DVC content now that we'll be back with、um, yep. back from our first Disney Vacation Club vacation.、Sure. So. That we just wanted to give a quick update on the podcast schedule before we dive in. So let's get a dive in, and I'm I'm going to do a Disney Plus overview here. So we wanted to provide an update on Disney Plus and Disney's continued investment in the streaming platform over the years. And Disney Plus is actually a fairly new streaming service. I feel like it's been around for a while, but it's actually only been、yeah. around since 2019. <laughs> so a little over two years. <laughs> just like. Everything with them, they sort of timed November 2019 around that time frame to launch a bunch of stuff. It was Disney Plus, and then they also came out with Riviera Resort. On the Riviera side, with the pandemic hitting in three months, nobody traveled, so they were hit with sort of like、uh, cancellations and not、uh, seeing as much、uh, of like revenue growth. On Disney Plus, everybody being stuck at home <laughs> went the other way. Where there was many more people probably subscribing than they would have. Yeah. So Disney actually first signaled an intention to move into the streaming market in 2016, 16. and they、yeah. actually acquired a minority stake in streaming technology developer Bam Tech. Which I'm not. I'm not familiar with that.、Uh, this became actually a 75% stake the following year.、Uh, so far, the service of Disney's growing direct-to-consumer business also includes ESPN Plus, Hulu,、yeah. and Hotstar. So while you're watching Hulu, Disney owns. Yeah, Hulu. And, <laughs> and part、ESPN. of the. Yep, and part of the goal with this episode also is. Uh, we want to cover anything and everything Disney, and primarily it is parks. But、uh, this side of the Disney business has also been growing, and is there other pillar where they're putting all the money they make from the parks into, and it's、uh, growing leaps and bounds. So this might、uh, sort of like give some numbers to some things that people have already kind of like assumed or thought. Plus, it will also、um, uh, expose other things that you might not have heard about. So, ESPN Plus is another service they started a while ago. Hulu they bought, and they continue to invest in、um, other platforms besides Disney Plus, like Hotstar. Yeah, and when Disney Plus was launched, the within 24 hours, the platform reached 10 million subscribers. Yep. Yeah. So that's insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But some of the some of the shows that really 
put a foothold in Disney Plus was the Star Wars spinoff, The Mandalorian, featuring Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, and it's not was... Baby Yoda. It's, it's right. his species. But, but if we, you... every, everybody knows him, yeah. it, that species as Baby Yoda. But you could see on social media at that time, the memes, everything yes. was just about that. Because yeah. this thing was taking off. Um, and then uh, by April 2020, which is when we were in full swing of the pandemic, the platform had hit 50 million subscribers. Because yep, that show helped it become the world's most in-demand in show for a while, uh, uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, so uh, that helped the platform grow, uh, but their great strength is uh, in their content. And that's one thing I think they Disney which I love uh, that they don't just want to add parks also to compete with other people bigger and better, but they, they go for quality over quantity and that theme applies in their content library as well. Like they have a much smaller content library than uh, Netflix or Amazon, their direct competitors, uh, but whatever they produce is like top notch. And I'd rather watch that than just hundreds of things that I have no interest in and they're not good. Um, and uh, they have, besides themselves, they also have Pixar uh, that they bought. Um, they have Lucasfilm, so all the Star Wars content, and Marvel that they also purchased, all developing content for the service. So it's three of the best brands in the world and their industries, and they're the ones producing content besides Disney for Disney+. Plus. Um, the Star Wars franchise, of which The Mandalorian is a part, was the first major hit. Uh, some of the other highlights uh, that are available are the entire back catalog of The Simpsons. Um, and uh, they've also like uh, bought and purchased uh, content or TV shows and movies that were previously on Netflix and other services. Um, the other, the second big success after The Mandalorian for the platform was Marvel's WandaVision. Um, currently, uh, Disney Plus is third in the numbers, uh, in the subscription numbers behind Netflix and Amazon. Uh, and relatively speaking, which is expected, like Netflix has probably, I think maybe at least a 10 years head start on them. Mm -hmm. um, but, and Amazon maybe had, I don't know, four or five. But for the players that started with Disney Plus launching around the same time, uh, they're far ahead of those competitors like Peacock and HBO Max. So Peacock is NBC's and HBO Max from HBO. Uh, and Disney Plus is clearly far ahead of them in third place and um, catching up to the uh, first two. Yeah, and just for um, just for reference, so some Disney Plus key statistics. Disney Plus generated $5.2 billion in revenue in 2021, which was an 85% increase year over year. Yeah. Disney Plus also reached over 100 million subscribers in March of 2021. And then the app was downloaded over 200 million times since launch. So that that's insane. Yep. And yeah, you can see why and how those numbers are rising because they're building content like without this platform as an example we wouldn't have had uh, as quickly uh, all these arcs coming out for example in the star wars series like we wouldn't have the mandalorian we wouldn't be having boba fett like we couldn't have all those things the whole obi-wan series that they built and launched just on disney plus that Another was so example. good i yeah. obi-wan but you and that's where for us being away from the parks because you can't just be there. It's so expensive. You can still live 
uh, and help have something sustain you over <laughs> till you go the right, next time. Yeah. But the story keeps growing. It's not now things are coming so much faster because of the platform uh, that you're not going two, three trips and nothing has come out and there's nothing else to add. So that's been great. And uh, similarly, in terms of revenue, uh, the revenue increased. Uh, uh, the first year they made 2.6 billion and it um, in 2021 itself, it had grown by 85%. So as an example, like we said, it launched November 2019. Uh, Disney's fiscal year starts a little bit differently than a calendar year. I think their fiscal year ends, I believe, September. So they consider uh, the last three months of the year as their Q1. So their Q1 2020, um, their first quarter's revenue at millions was 442 millions. Um, by the same time next year, 2021, it had jumped to 1147 million. Um, similarly, relatively, uh, another year jump, um, Q1 2022, it was over 1700 million. Um, and uh, they just came out with the numbers for uh, Q3. Uh, and uh, this was, I believe, just maybe a week ago I saw and mm -hmm. um, Disney projected better numbers than what Wall Street was expecting. And now it's at $1,984 million. Well, we'll see revenue. once we end the month of September, I think, because that's July, August, September is Q3. So final numbers will roll in at the end of September, beginning of Q4. So that in Disney years is Q4. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, they their Q1 oh, okay. is that makes sense. October to December is Q1. So this Q3 <laughs> is for... April to June. Oh, okay. Technically, yeah. our Q2. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like what we would consider Q2. Yep. Yeah. That's why, and there's a whole separate topic I'm getting into where people were like, well, why would they launch um, Guardians of the Galaxy, right, and Tron in the same year? They want to maximize it. But if you think about it, Disney has, in the same calendar year, two fiscal years, they launched Guardians of the Galaxy, but then Tron could have come in the last three months of the year which would be their next fiscal year got it but, yeah that makes yeah. sense but i don't know where they're at with that we should probably check <laughs> yeah i would like to know where we're at with tron <laughs> yeah so besides revenue similarly the number of users so this is where all these marketing networks revenue what makes you money and subscribers that's what people are going for that's what you want um within 24 hours we mentioned they had over 10 million in that first quarter in 2020, uh, which was actually calendar year 2019, they had 26 and a half million users or subscribers. Same time a year from them, they reached nearly 100 million. They were at 95 million uh, users. Um, this year, Q1 2022, which was at the end of last year, uh, they had nearly 130 million subscribers. And the numbers that just came out for uh, Disney's Q3 2022, which is till the end of June, they're at 152 uh, million subscribers, which again is a higher number than what they thought um, uh, the market thought Disney would get. Now, again, relatively, um, they're in third place uh, in the last same time frame that uh, Disney Plus has even launched. Uh, you had like uh, Netflix having a head start. Um, and they were at like 167 million before Disney Plus was even launched. So Netflix is up to 220 million. Um, and it's actually been going down. 
Um, Netflix. Yeah, like oh, they doesn't have, surprise me because they don't have very good shows. Yeah, they, it's been kind of going. With me downhill. personal, so, that's my personal right? opinion. I, that's not that's so, my personal opinion. Towards the end of last year, Netflix had hit its peak of two hundred twenty-two. Dot two billion subscribers, but since then it's come down to two hundred twenty, mm-hmm. and Disney's been growing up, uh, going up to catch up to that, and it's at hundred and fifty two. So they still haven't reached the number that Netflix already was at. That's where the ten years head start helps. But Disney Plus has been steadily climbing yeah. up. Um, well, I uh, think too to with um, the coming soon, which we'll get to. I think that that they'll easily hit that number. Yep, and yeah. with the Again, you gotta like, you gotta love Bob Iger. Like all the three things that are making content for Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm. He made them buy all those three brands mm-hmm. and invest in them, and those are the ones making content that people are now watching. Yep. Because if we just had the Disney pieces, yes, you could have a hocus pocus too, but there's only so much you can do with that right. without the other brands. So, yep. yep. Um, so current. Uh, uh, subscription uh, uh, user count is 152 million uh, for Disney. In terms of downloads, they haven't come out with the numbers for this year, but for last year, the, they had over 126 million downloads. Cool. So some FAQs about Disney Plus. So question, how many TV shows are available in Disney Plus? Uh, so Disney Plus actually has a content library that contains seven, over 7,500 TV episodes and 500 films. So that's a lot. Actually. <laughs> Question, how many? And you don't think it's that many, right? Because they no. give right. But yeah, yeah that's. Um, question, how many watched The Mandalorian? So I did. <laughs> the Mandalorian <laughs> was actually the most popular TV show in the U.S. in 2020 with over 14.5 billion minutes watched. Yep. That's insane. I yep. mean, it's so good, though. Yep. I, I mean, all of the Lucasfilm productions are... Really good, yeah. Yeah. How much did Mulan make on opening weekend? So Mulan brought in $35.5 million on opening weekend when it debuted on Disney+. Plus. How much will Disney spend on streaming content? So Disney has said it will spend between 14 to $16 billion on streaming content by 2024. Right now, it currently spends less than half that, that amount. amount. Yep. Mm-hmm. And part of the reasoning there, too, is, uh, and we'll cover this here in terms of investments, they're spending the money that they are while trying to get the brands profitable because you got to remember at the beginning you got to pay all these producers pay every single thing that's making content for you as you get the user base and they'll eventually hit profitability by that time and that's where they're looking to double then the investment at that time but uh yeah and this has opened up with the mulan example a whole new um sort of um parallel stream where there are things built that just launch on disney plus and you don't have to go to a theater you don't have to like buy movie tickets you can watch it from the comfort of your home so mm-hmm. when the thing comes out and it's just exclusive to yeah disney i personally plus. have no desire to go to the movie theater at all <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to spend that money i can make better snack schnicky snacks at home <laughs> um, yep. Rather than us falling asleep there yeah. and not watching it. So let's talk about, uh, we just uh, had a question about investments. Let's talk about uh, the investments uh, Disney's making and not just Disney Plus, 
but the whole umbrella um, of uh, streaming services that they have. So um, this includes them buying Hulu. This includes ESPN Plus, which is what they came out with for their sports content with ESPN, the flagship. So um, like we mentioned, Disney will be forking out between 14 to 16 billion in content spending in uh, fiscal 2024. And that's when they call it fiscal 2024, which is actually Q4 2023 to September. So basically October 2023 to September 2024. Um, and this will be split between Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Uh, and um, this is going towards building original series that we've been seeing coming out and uh, about 100 uh, movies in the year as well. So uh, between and that's a huge significant number so we talked about 14 to 16 billion going to uh, hulu espn plus 100 plus movies in the year and disney plus uh, shared but 8 to 9 billion of that is exclusively for disney plus that's how much they want to invest and they see growth potential there that's at least double of what was originally anticipated um but there's surging demand, there's all this anticipation, people are watching the content. Uh, and so they have like the five key brands, right? Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, and National Geographic. And there's demand across all of them for new content. And to seeing that demand, they are doubling their investment and uh, they hope to reach more subscribers. So um, it, it's anticipated that Disney Plus and its international iterations, because they have regional content, international content in different languages, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Netflix that they send out, that it will reach between 230 to 260 million total paid subscribers by 2024. And finally, it will be profitable. So right now, 152 million is the number. Netflix is at 220 after jumping originally being at 222 they expect to be between 230 to 260 by 2024 and finally make money um, and it's expected hulu will have 50 to 60 million subscribers by the end of 2024 including the hulu plus live tv service um, and that should become profitable in the same fiscal 2023 um, actually in a year earlier than disney plus uh, and disney's fiscal year like we mentioned ends in september um, ESPN Plus, similarly, that's my thing. Um, will One Garner, day we'll go to ESPN. I don't think you will. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. ESPN Plus will garner 20 to 30 million subscribers by the end of 2024. And, um, <laughs> and it will reach profitability uh, the year before again in 2023. So Hulu and ESPN Plus should be profitable by fiscal year 2023 and followed by Disney Plus in uh, fiscal year 2024. Um, and as a testament, again, to how dramatically streaming has shaped Disney's business, the company uh, starting in Q1 2021 basically broke down its financial reporting into two major areas, one being media and entertainment and the other being Disney parks, experiences and products. So everything, their entire management, their entire company has been split up into those two parks and media and content, which includes Disney Plus, movies, ESPN Plus and Hulu. So just again, because of their investment going there, 
all the different way they're organizing the whole company around those two boundaries is why we also thought we should cover Disney Plus here and how much uh, the growth they're seeing and investment they're making and how it's shaping the company itself. Okay. So, coming soon on <laughs> Disney Plus. Only on Disney Plus. Yep. So, Disney as far it's breaking I'm going to break it down into Disney, Pixar, Star Wars and Marvel. So, Disney is coming out with a new Pinocchio. The Mighty Ducks and Hocus Pocus 2, which all three of those I'm actually excited for because I do remember watching The Mighty Ducks. Yep, I watched them too growing up. Yep. Uh, Pixar, Cars on the Road, National Geographic, Supernatural, Epic Adventures, Star Wars, the Obi... They're going to continue with... Oh, thank goodness. Obi-Wan series, that's so good. The Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out next year. Andor, which is actually the backstory of Rogue One. That if you watch the trailers out for that, that looks excellent. Um, Ashoka and Bad Batch season two for yeah. Star Wars. So Ashoka is again like Obi Wan spin off series. Her own arc that's highly anticipated coming here. Uh, I think at least before the end of the year, and same as Andor uh, is also coming. Then Mandalorian is next year. Um, and Bad Batch Season 2 is coming this year. And another call out, all of these are just upcoming either just the next few months um, or something as popular as Mandalorian early next year. But mm -hmm. there's going to be many more things that come up even before the year is over in the coming soon section. So this just shows you how much they're putting in content. Yeah. So to summarize, uh, we wanted to um, be able to continue to talk about something to keep you engaged in the disney magic while you're away from the park so yeah like that's that's what i think it serves for us and like i we have like friends we have family i think um there are people that want to go to disney parks even more because they went when they were little but then there are adults families and you're not able to go but this keeps you in the bubble and mm -hmm. When you're able to go to the parks, it's just like, again, like it solidifies the new rights that have been built based on the new movies that have come out. But you're never completely away. Like it's never going to be the same as being at a park, but it's not nothing either. It's somewhere in there. And this allows you now to sort of stay in that bubble a little bit by watching brand new content that they continue to push out and actually makes you go to the parks a little bit more too so it's a win-win yeah. and for i know everybody. what we i mean we've been starting to watch as of like even 60 days we started re-watching the guardians of the galaxy because yep. you know we're excited to ride that right. uh the new ride down in epcot so we started doing that um and oh i don't think i mentioned this but they're they are doing a guardians of the galaxy holiday special, special as well yep. so that'll be fun to watch and iron heart and armor wars so there's a few things on marvel that are coming out yep. on disney iron heart is I think like the the best um, sort of like uh, after uh, oh I'm forgetting his name uh, give me a second so so this is another genius inventor who creates a suit of armor so and that's the best suit since Iron Man suit so. Yeah, that's another popular one that's coming. Um, and it's in the list of contents. And I mean, for me too, because like, I think we've shared this a couple of times, like I like to read up a lot and like know a lot of history and stuff. So for me, the first time 
I went to Disney last year. Being on Disney Plus, I got to see the documentaries about Imagineering and like all of that, how the parks were built, how they put in all that time and effort, like Walt's journey and like the history behind all of that. And that sort of made me a fan already before being there. And mm-hmm. like it gives you more context. And I, th- I think it serves that for everybody too. And I love the, those things as well, that the original history of what made Disney, that's all covered there as well. So, yeah, I, I think... I'm glad they offered it. I think part of that is competition in the market. Part of that also is, um, yeah, like it puts their brand out there. But at the end of the day, if they're creating great content for us and this platform enables it, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I agree. This wraps up episode 16 of the Magic Made in China podcast. We'll be coming out with a new episode next Monday. Thanks again and be sure to follow us on social and show your support by subscribing to the podcast and becoming a Patreon. This is Brooke. And this is Ram and we'll see you next week.